0: Welcome back to net. It's your host Phenom Black I'm joined by Ro and we're doing I guess what probably is going to be for a lot of critics their first return to theaters for a screening possibly Uh, It's either going to be this Was it a quiet place? Is either Mm -hmm. either this a quiet place or at Fast 9 from what I'm seeing now and yeah Yeah. I guess not for me vaccinated or not not for me right now i'm good like we'll see how this goes over the summer but till then we're here to talk about disney's next live action film attempt cruella starring the emmas like why why didn't they just call this shit emma i know we have emma Why didn't they just call this Emma? Okay, stop it and just, just stop it. Just stop it. They could have called it Emma. No, they couldn't have. Emma Emma V. Emma would have been a great title for this movie. Like, I know Disney live action loves them some Emma Thompson, but now they also have Emma Stone on the roster there's
1: never a reason not to love emma thompson especially if you're going to like let her be you know have a give us a baby emma thompson and emma stone so yeah i, mean.
0: I agree i'm just saying i feel like emma v emma would have been a great title <laughs> for this movie since that's exactly what it is it's devil's devil wears prada meets emma v emma it, that's, it's that's devil it wears is.
1: prada meets mannequin
0: on crack Uh and it you know it makes sense because they got one of the, the stories by like the writer of Double Wears Prada, one of the writers. So it makes sense the way that this fashion 70s punk rock world works in this film.
1: Okay. Okay. I want to know
0: what is your opinion of Cruella? The film? Or the character? Yes. The film. I don't know why she doesn't like Dalmatian still after two hours and 16 minutes. I still don't know. But that doesn't have anything to what? It's an origin story, right? Like, that's a major point of 101 Dalmatians. It's an origin story. Why does she hate Dalmatians? I don't know. No I, one
1: ever said she hated
0: Dalmatians. She literally tried to kill 101 Dalmatians. That's hate. She
1: didn't want to
0: kill them, she, she wanted said to...
1: they'd make their their, their fur, the pattern on their fur would make lovely coats.
0: So she was going to skin she them and then leave them alive? She wanted
1: to own the Dalmatians. Everyone just assumed she was going to She was going to kill the shit
0: out of those dogs. She tried to <laughs> run them over with her DeVille. Okay, like this is not Well, if not she couldn't
1: have them, no one could. I mean,
0: really. These 101s. I mean, this is a question that is that people are going into this film to, to get answered. It's an origin Nothing. story for a villain. It's like legit. They're going to ask, <laughs> Hey, now we're going to finally get to see why she hates Dalmatians. And uh, uh, surprise, you're not. You're not going to get that. That's the, you know the, what? Disney didn't I'm care. Not
1: gonna, okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't like 101 Dalmatians. I only like Cruella Deville. I mean. Like, even as a small child. Even when I first saw it, the cartoon animated version, the 1996 version, and now. I've only ever been invested in Cruella DeVille's character, I don't like 101 Dalmatians. Well, I have never sense. liked it. The film ever. is about,
0: you know, two people who meet and their dogs have 99 puppies and they live happily ever after. That's not really a story. If you don't have Cruella riding around like a maniac with her eyes bulging green and black out of her head, then it really doesn't give you a story now, does it? Like, she's the whole reason that you're watching the movie. You're not watching it for the dog. I'm not watching it for the dogs. Like, I don't care about their names or anything like that. They're just a bunch of Dalmatians. Great. But you watch it for her. She's a maniac. It's kind of like the reason that you watch, you know, The Wizard of Oz. You, you might say it's for Dorothy and Toto and you're lying. It's, it's for the Wicked Witch. Like, Come on, bro. That's why you're watching it. And it's fine. I get it. I'm just saying that for two hours and 16 minutes of a live action Disney film, Emma, Emma v. Emma did not answer the question of why Cruella hates dalmatians
1: because it was never about hating dalmatians (sighs) okay and it's not an it's not the villain origin story of how you end up in 101 dalmatians and her going ham on purdy and mrs's dogs it's cruella's story i for one was actually happy that they kind of let that just play out in the background which i thought was hilarious and if you really need the question answered for why she might have a particular animus to one hundred to Dalmatians, the answer is actually in the movie. What movie? The movie we watched. It's just not blatantly the whole point. Where is it to in this movie. movie? Where is it at in this movie? Really? Really? That's spoiling, and we're not going to no, spoil. Because, no, no, sir. See, and that's
0: and that's that's another that's another thing going on with this film. So, okay, Cruella. Cruella is about the origin story of Est- Estella DeVille. Estella is Estella, right? It's her actual name. Like, that's her name. That's name. the
1: name that we know her by. For right. The majority of this movie is Estella. Yes.
0: And her version of a nanny McPhee gives her the name Cruella as a child because again, it, It's fine. It's fine. And. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Don't fine. Like, you know, like, no, her mom gives her this name because she's mean to an extent. Really, it's just girl power. That's what it is. Oh, my God. It's girl power because these, oh guys, these little kids keep fucking with her and they don't understand that she's she's a problem. Like she's a mastermind of evil. And that's great. I enjoy all of this. Like <laughs> Listening to you describe
1: this, finds, this movie, <laughs> I now understand little... why so many people say they don't know who this
0: movie was for. She finds this group of boxcar left behind kids that are pickpockets and thieves. And she leaks up with them. They become her best friends. And they start a trio of, you know, thievery crime. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it lasts through the ages and they grow up. And essentially she ends up trying to she ends up getting a job working for like the the, the Meryl Streep fashion person, the Miranda of the 70s. That's what she ends up working for. Played by Emma Thompson. The 60s. Well, I thought it said 70s, but 60s, 70s, well, it starts it's fine.
1: in the 60s into the 70s. You're right. right.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 fine. And uh, from there, we start to find out that. um, This this Miranda of the 70s is very, very evil.
1: <laughs> this is ter- the Baroness. Emma Thompson plays the Baroness. I mean, you ain't got to keep referring to her as Meryl when Emma is all bad bitch by herself. Don't do that. Don't do that there will be no emma thompson erasure
0: no it's it's fine yeah and um she finds out some information that kind of changes her whole scope of this woman and what her goal is now which is to destroy this woman
1: oh my god yeah this is wonderful i missed you so much
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's essentially <laughs> and, and the rest of the, the last hour is her literally trying to destroy this woman by creating a new persona fruella And you get to watch a lot of just cool fashion stuff with some great scoring behind it from their music supervisor. Like Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. But I'm not gonna spoil the um actual you know, the I don't know, the logistics of the story behind this and why this character is driven mad and why she's mad. She has some beautiful lines that really describe, you know, avenge, revenge doesn't
1: even agree with what you're
0: doing. She she I think the writing for this film is great, but I know the scene that you're referring to that supposedly answers the question of why she hates Dalmatians. Here's the thing. On the poster that they released for this, the teaser, whatever, she's with three Dalmatians.
1: That's because this story isn't about those freaking dogs. And I was so glad that they got downplayed. Hold on, I'm not finished. And at the end of the film,
0: guess what? She's with. Three Dalmatians. As she should be. I'm not saying she shouldn't be. I'm just saying the story told here I thought was fine. It's intriguing, but it just doesn't answer that one question. If you don't care about that question. Cool. For me, it was just kind of like, oh, well, that's that's not going to get answered, huh? Or maybe it will. I don't know. Either way, the film overall. I think it's a lot (laughs) for a story. I think it's a lot. I also think it is a hard PG-13. Like a hard oh, PG thirteen yeah. Disney. This yeah, is so dark. I this so is wholeheartedly agree. Dark. Now this
1: this 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 movie is dark, as it should be. It's punk as it should be. It's just got a delightful amount of indifference and disregard as it should. Uh, because that goes with the character. I never thought that they... I mean, if you saw the trailer, you should know up front, this movie is not about answering any of the questions that you may have about the Cruella de you met when you were younger. About, And I don't think that she disliked those dogs in the movies. I think she was obsessed with Dalmatians. And I do think this movie does a relatively good job of explaining how or why that obsession began and why it might
0: persist. And I you know don't they agree with that, but that's fine. Yeah, don't
1: look, we gonna that. disagree a lot about look, even don't agree cliche, with that. look, I don't think I I think this movie is stylish. I think it's extremely chaotic. I think it's got a lot of gritty edge and that PG13, they leaned all the way into it in ways that make it very delightful. I liked the score, I liked the soundtrack, I liked Tiny Emma, I liked I like Excuse me, I liked Tiny Stella Cruella Deville and I liked Emma Stone as Stella Cruella as an adult. I think this movie is going to be a highly acquired taste. I think a lot of critics were expecting them to do something twisty other than what they offered in the trailer. And you're going to see a whole lot of bad hot takes. I think your take is the most hilarious and I enjoy it, but I, I, I. I've seen a lot of stuff online today without really opening anybody's posts because I didn't want to read anything until we recorded about people being convinced that this was just some kind of content and money grab and that it doesn't have an audience. I am this movie's audience. I, I, I know am know the target demographic. I am the target market for Cruella, 100%. I loved the fact that uh, Emma Thompson's character's intro music her theme music is fantastic it's perfect it's spot on i loved what they gave the differences for estella versus cruella i liked everything about this story except for they did a semi posthumous storytelling style at from the beginning what was but that then about
0: I, like what was but it, what
1: was yeah, that about it, like that was it was
0: yeah it's kind of like fallen But it's a fake setup because that's not in this film. Like this is so and so is not in this film. So I don't know why they opened the film that way. I get why they thought it might have worked, but I know I actually know why they did it. I know exactly why they did it. I just don't want to say it on this review because it is a spoiler. It's a spoiler and we are gonna talk about it offline. So please
1: leave yourself a note because I would like your opinion on why they did it. You know why they did it. You know I exactly want to hear your it. opinion. I know why I think I think Disney about that money.
0: No, why they did, you <laughs> did it? Um,
1: <laughs> I'm still making it tell me probably.
0: I like, the but calves, I, though. I, I, like the
1: I, I did like it as a device in the sense that I felt as something I can say. I think they poke fun, direct fun at some of the devices that Disney is known for using. And stories. I think that it was a great way to undermine some of the obnoxiousness of this being a live action adaptation of a kid's book that's gone very awry. Um, I do think they overused it a couple of times. But yeah, I have I have opinions as to why they did it that way. Um, I would like to hear yours later. But I, I I honestly think that just go in. It's a campy, hot ass mess. Mm-hmm. And I had fun. What was that sound for? I'm uh, I don't
0: like campy I as
1: guess. an actual camp. As in camp the clothing, camp the styles, camp the period, not campy otherwise.
0: Okay. Yeah, cuz I was about to say I was like it's I think that I think stylishly like this aesthetically this film gets gets a lot of stuff right. And I think that's because of the hands that were actually involved Agreed. in the creation of it. If you look at Craig Gillespie, if you look at the producers on this film, the screenplay writers, even the story people, like all this works. And then you add in the scorer and the music by person. And pretty much this is this was a formula that was gonna work. And it went through a lot of people. What I did feel it lacked, I don't know why people I feel like Mark Strong is not getting the the character development or just the character shine that he should get as Mark Strong. And in this film I felt like they didn't I felt like he got backgrounds like you could clearly noted that he's going to be in a a pivotal character at some point and literally at some point because you don't know when it's going to happen. And it's Mark Strong, dude, like he could have there could have been something dastardly or something more heroic, whichever way they decided to lean with his character about it. And they just didn't do that. He just is more like. Like
1: I, I, agree. I, I think there's an some. I think there's I some. I don't know. Th- no, I agree. There's some character underdevelopment. Um, I, I, I like how. I, well, I will say I dislike how they skirted the edge of the one my one black friend. Uh, but Kirby? um,
0: you talking about Kirby? Um,
1: yeah, I'm talking about yeah Kirby Hallway Baptiste. I think that that she, her character was perfectly and sadly underutilized. I like yeah. the way that they used the character because there was a sort of throughfare and a point. Um, and it speaks more to the time and the aesthetic than it does to the fact that they still don't know how to write three-dimensional Black women. But I feel like there was story that we could have gotten from that angle that would have made that com- character fully three-dimensional. So I didn't necessarily like the... I didn't, I didn't like the overall usage. I felt it was a, a woefully underutilized, almost to the point of being wasted character. But um, it's Kirby and Kirby makes anything that she does look good. And she did. But I do agree also that there was some um, story elements that would have worked better with Mark Strong, um, but also the same as um, with her sidekicks. I think we got a little bit too much through the montage and the vignette that was uh, clearly focused on the fashion, which is amazing. And not enough on necessarily the background. And I think that's a little bit where the movie falls apart because I don't think that Cruella, uh, um, Emma Stone's character, Stella Cruella, ever really goes nutty because that schism existed the entirety of her life. And I feel like if they had done a better job of fleshing out those moments instead of running through it at the pace of a Sid Vicious song, it would have worked a little better in the overall.
0: The thing is, they pull her back and like they pull her back towards the end she could have gone nutty and it could have gotten super dark and ended super dark which is the way i thought they were gonna go and then they had to have like the i don't want to say like the come to jesus moment but they had to have the wake up now realize you're being a dick moment and it's like oh we're gonna have this with this character like but she's a what Right. She's, like, is is uh, Ursula also going to be teaching people how to swim, like humans, how to swim and shit in The Little Mermaid at the end? Like what? These are villains. <laughs> She didn't go that far.
1: But I think that's where I kind of get a little led astray with this whole idea that they tried to center the movie on the whole girl boss thing. And I don't think that's so much what they were doing, but there's no way to avoid setting a movie in the time period they did with what was happening in the scene and not speak to. Um, having a totally avant-garde character who's clearly ahead of her time with her attitude, and in that regard, I liked how they used the voiceover. But I do believe that it made other things that were happening in the background that I think were more important to the character development get lost because they kind of yada yada yadaed some of those moments because they had her say something and then move on. Can we say they
0: yada yadaed her trauma? Like they like which one? If you were gonna if you were gonna develop a story about a character to be that like an origin story for a villain that deserved to become a villain. And owned all the villain ship that comes with it, the crazy, the like the psychoticness, the sociopathness of that of a character. Emma Stone it like Cruella's whole story in this is one big traumatic event. Over As and over it's and Disney, over again. Disney that it's, makes sense. It's Disney Disney has a way to do traumatic stuff at the beginning, which they definitely do here. It's like, wow, that really just happened. Disney does that, and then later on the character grows from that and becomes what they're gonna become, right? mostly it's mm-hmm. heroic shit in mm-hmm. this you have a character that's constantly finding out traumatic shit throughout this movie while having traumatic shit happen to them i'm like yeah if she becomes crazy cool like for instance i get that they that they wanted you to know that as a child this is Cruella DeVille, but i was kind of hoping she would legit have a crazy manic moment where her hair turned black and white and I like was actually happy def- that they
1: didn't do that. I ironically. wanted to see huh. that shit. Interesting.
0: I, I wanted that to happen. I just I wanted her to have a whole manic breakdown, and like why? that be her. I why wanted did to, because why does she have to be
1: to crazy it. in order for this to be who she is? I because was really glad they skipped dimension. that because I'm fucking tired of them acting like there has to be some kind of big huge schism. Some people make a fully mental conscious decision that this is what I'm doing. I'm going to get revenge. And whatever I have to do to do it, I'm going to lean into all the parts of me that are totally okay with that. And all the parts of me that are not get to have a seat and shut up. That is, to me, is one of the things that I enjoyed about this. If you want to make a movie that's talking about nature versus nurture, if you want to talk about certain themes of what's inherent to a person's personality, the difference between somebody making a choice and whether or not that choice pushes them to the extremes of their own character and personality depth, this is what I would prefer. I was really glad they didn't make her have some big, huge psychotic schism because that's bullshit. It's bullshit. She's both, she's all the things that we got to see her do. And you got to see which parts of her personality started to come more to the front and start to take a bigger play a player play a bigger part in how she treated the people around her based on the choices she was making because she got so focused on what she wanted and what she wanted was to wreak utter and complete mayhem in the life of the Baroness. And you find out the reasons as to why and how they develop through the movie. And I really appreciate that. I, that's just me. I, I mean, if you're going to give me a live action, and you kind of want to ground it and root it in a time period that makes logical sense. You have to let some of the, 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 the animated justifications go. And one of them is that somehow or another, everybody's good unless they snap. So I was really happy to miss that. Sorry, sorry, B. I'm sorry. I'm, I was happy it was not there.
0: Just saying. Why bitches gotta be crazy. Alright, what, what, what was your question?
1: I said, why is it that people feel like bitches gotta go crazy or be crazy in order for that to justify them doing crazy stuff?
0: You gotta ask Disney that. They wrote the character crazy. I'm just saying. I was waiting for her to become full crazy. And let's be honest. In this film, she is crazy. There are moments where Is she's she... crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy, okay.
1: and it's fine. Yeah. It's
0: entertaining as fuck because again, Emma v. Emma could be the battle of the year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. I'm I'm gonna agree to disagree with the entire world that I don't think she's crazy. That's fine. I just think fashion face
0: off she... was pretty I fucking think... entertaining.
1: Like I was... oh yeah yeah I was entertained as fuck.
0: Yeah, that's and and that's cool because you had two people who could just play these dynamic ass characters. Emma Thompson has just been evil with Disney for a while. Even like in Saving Mr. Banks, she's just like kind of repugnant and annoyingly just Wait, mean. What? Yeah. I, I just I found her mean. I, I got it, but she was just giving Disney hell. Even though isn't even though Tom Hanks is is cool. Or I in mean, that movie, he's supposed to be kind of like Disney's jackass asshole. I understand that. But even then, it was like, ugh, she's getting on my nerves. Uh. And they even in stranger in fiction. She's like also kind of this mm. I'm these characters for these not very likable people very well. So in this one, she just turned it all the way up. She just jacked it up, which was great because that's what you want. You want a character that is that you're going to hate. Like you want to hate her character and you do hate her character because she's just vile for no reason.
1: Do you require your characters to have redeeming qualities in order for
0: the story to 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 make sense? Redeeming qualities? Mm hmm. I don't want anyone in this film to have a redeeming quality. That was a whole people. I, that's the whole okay. reason I was watching a film called Cruella. I didn't want redeeming qualities. <laughs> and that's why I kind of felt let down because Cruella has redeeming qualities. Emma Thompson's character does not. Okay. But Cruella does. And I was like, uh. I mean, I just humanities. really felt like Estella.
1: Is more legitimately how i prefer people to talk about villains why because i don't think even people who do bad things are all good or all bad or all evil i think that we don't spend enough time talking about the choices that people make and the paths that they deliberately choose we always want to jump to this amorphous oh it's evil this evil thing everybody in this movie made choices all of those choices were questionable. Even Curly Howard Baptiste's character, Anita Darling, made choices. And uh, some of them were questionable. That's one of the reasons why I feel like that's an underdeveloped part of the story that I really would have enjoyed because I think it could have given us something to make those montage moments and those gotcha moments that were happening between Emma and Emma, or the Baroness and Estella, even bigger. Um, but I, I really, I really liked, like, I'm not kidding. I like this kind of chaoticness. I love it when somebody manages to find a way to blend a score and soundtrack choices with perfect spotting. And I can't think of a single song that was used in this movie that I felt was just there for exploitation purposes everything kind of felt like it fit all the way in and ending on the song at the very end that they do i think is, is just was hilarious but perfect
0: well the way they transitioned it too with the, that thing they do during in credit scenes now i mm-hmm. thought was great and then it's florence so you know like you're not gonna go wrong
1: Never with going Lawrence. wrong with any of those choices,
0: which is weird right. because that was the only song. That was one of the. That's the only song I can think of that was that is new that I mm-hmm. heard, and it and it could have easily been mishandled. They could have easily picked the wrong person to sing a new song that's gonna be placed on a soundtrack full of classic songs from that era and that represent that era or that work in this film for that era, right? That that song I was like, this is new. I don't know if this was a good idea. Wait, who is that singing? Oh, that's okay. I'm giving, so I'm giving you a chance now. I'm giving it chances. And, it, and it, it deserves all the chances. Kuella, I think, is a bit long, but I think that's because of how much, how much chaos they're doing with both of these characters. Yeah, And I, I think they didn't want to edit out a lot of the things that they shot. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they didn't, but I don't know if it necessarily helped the flow of the story, because this story kind of seems like it could easily go back and forth, back and forth. For way too long. If this had been in Zack Snyder's hands, it would have been nine hours and a half.
1: Okay, don't
0: don't even invoke that, please. And it would have been a lot of slow motion. It would have been a lot of fashion slow-mo shots, 360 spins and lightning striking things in the background for no damn reason. You know, it is what it is. I think that this is a film for more for adults and definitely like teenagers than kids. Yeah, this is not a kid's movie, y'all. Oh. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the trailer represents that because I haven't watched the trailer. But I
1: think the, I think the trailer does a very good job of letting you know this is not a kid's movie. If the fact that the character that they decided to do the live action origin story on is Cruella doesn't tell you. The trailer does a pretty good job of letting you know this movie is going to be dark.
0: I also think they're getting better with CGI uh, pets. Because there are, I think most of those moments seem like in this film or CGI <laughs> with all Ooh. the dogs. And that's fine. Like, I really don't have a problem with it if it looks this good. I just don't want to see it to start looking bad. And they give character to the dogs, too. I don't feel like they gave enough character to to uh, Stella's dog. But they definitely gave, you know, character to, who, who was that? Was that Jasper? That was Horace or Jasper? Which one was Jasper? The big guy? The big guy was Jasper? Or was he Horace? I can't remember. I know the dog's name is Wink, if that's what you mean. Well, Wink, and I think, it, I think Horace was the big one. There, I'm, I'm going to go with Horace being the big one, because they mentioned, like, Bob Hoskins. There were a lot of people that they went through that they wanted to play um, Baroness, and I'm glad it ended up being Emma Thompson. I don't know who they considered other than Emma Stone for uh, Estella, but um, I was kind of worried about how Emma Stone was going to handle this. I think that she I think that she's very she's very well equipped to handle dynamic characters. I think the fact that she got to work with the same guy who did the favorite, you know, definitely aided in making this film as good as it is. And then I went back and I also watched House Bunny and I forgot that she can play really ridiculous over the top characters. She doesn't always just play like a sassy character with quips like a plus or like one for the geeks like in super bad, right? She can play ridiculous characters and Cruella when she becomes Cruella is a ridiculous character. So I I really appreciate it. Well, I liked I liked seeing her as Cruella and I didn't know if I was going to like it. Um I mean All for the fair most part this is the thing. first
1: time I actually wasn't concerned about Emma Stone, but it's because of the things that you just listed that I thought that this would probably be a good fit for her. I've always thought that she was outrageous to the point of almost garishness with her big ass eyes. Um, it, that is not a complaint. I think that she wields it very well in her characters. I just don't always think that it, it works in service to what they ask of her. Um, this is not going to be to everybody's flavor, and I don't think it's supposed to be. But I was one of those weird little kids who did not give a shit about those damn dogs I wanted to know about the lady who was obsessed with them I wanted to know about her so a lot of people were like did we need a movie about Cruella Deville?" no no we didn't am I sad that we have one no I'm not because I like weird characters whether they go in a hero hero direction or a villain direction I like weird characters and I feel like Just having the unmitigated gall to decide that you're going to tell this particular origin story and have the Baroness, the character that this character plays against, be played by Emma Thompson, who does snark and deep, deep, deep cut insults better than almost anybody I know. But always still managed to find some kind of way to make some of the absurdly mean things that she does funny and sinister. I don't know anybody else who could have done it besides Emma Thompson. There's a moment in here where there's a taser and y'all. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. But then they also turn it right around and they have her do some, you know, uh, some very low tech stunt where she turns at one point and she throws something and her face, her body language and what she says right after it. I was like,
0: "Mm -mm." she's a murderer. you 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 were in my way. And I was like, you threw it at them yeah like and, and that stuff is great now i'm looking at a comment from wikipedia and Over this here. this one just kind of made me go Ugh. uh quoted emma thompson and emma stone stating that they wish to do a cruella sequel in the style of the godfather part two and i'm like Whoa.
1: how in what? jesus name i mean they left the door open to come back to tell more tales in the land of cruella um I don't know if we need anything that's in the style of the Godfather too. given. I don't know what exactly they mean by that. And that upsets me. What do you think they mean by
0: that? I have no fucking clue. Um, also, uh, oh my God. Can we please stop doing advertising Disney, having gay characters in their films at this? Can we stop? Like it's, it's, it's atrocious. Like don't do that anymore. You should have all types of flavors of humans in your film. Right. All types of characters. But it is a big like, deal
1: for Disney know. to do a movie that has people who are clearly living out in the open with a blatantly alternative lifestyle. It, it, it is a big be... deal for that character not to get watered down to being um, paper thin and plastic. But they now
0: advertise the, it. That's my problem is that they constantly they have feel the need to, to because when they it. don't, they get beat
1: up. For not letting people know that this character exists in
0: Disney's But it land. doesn't, it doesn't typically, it doesn't typically come off right. Like with this character, it's a full representation. I agree. But like LeFoy whatever from Beauty and the Beast was an attempt at the, on their part to do the same bullshit without actually saying it. And then into fucking onward with one of the cop characters that was Lena Wave's character, which was unnecessary and poorly handled. Like that didn't need. To be thrown out there that way and they shouldn't have got any claps or pats on the back for doing it it was it look was like, i agree okay, with you with i think what? we've
1: gotten to the to where you make a good movie you have it be representative of all the people <laughs> who live and breathe in the world you make the characters work you make them make sense in your story and you let it be what it's going to be and you just put it out there i don't think that they needed to announce that there's a character in here who's clearly living an alternative lifestyle i don't think it was necessary at all but we also live in a world where you can you know, get tenure if enough white people, bitch. And even if the job that you got offered has come with tenure for the last, I don't know, 155 years. So it's six of one half a dozen of another. You also have to remember, this is Disney. Disney takes their movies to China and decides to take all the black people out of
0: stuff. So yeah, I know. it's Disney. I know we don't get to be on I the posters.
1: I don't, I don't expect them to get any of this right ever. And let's be real. Uh, the whole scene with the character for Onward, they could have just let that be there and let it be
0: what it was. That's what I mean. There was no reason to point it out because when they pointed it out, it made us go, that's it.
1: Right. Right. It's the same thing with being the Beast character. They should have just let it ride and let it be, and it would have been okay because when you bring it up and when you call it out, you start making me expect you to do something more than queer bait.
0: Now, I I also feel a certain way about what they do at the end with uh, why women take photographs. Miss Kirby and mm, see I'm like okay are y'all gonna actually follow this
1: up though and the answer was I don't know right yeah. that's why I said I, I feel like there were some edges it's not perfect this movie is not perfect by any means but I feel like this movie was doing a lot more tropes of about some of the ways that um, non-intersectional feminism talks about what it takes to be a strong woman and what you have to do and the ways in which masculinity is used to kind of shellac over the the edges of or the elements of a woman that you are repeatedly and consistently told that you can't have and still have real power. Um So maybe that's why I don't have a problem seeing the thorough thread thoroughfare between the beginning of this movie
0: and where the movie ends. Is it fair to say Disney created a character in a film that rejects their uterus? No, because she doesn't. Are we sure? Yeah. Okay. She
1: rejects being told what she has to do with it or anything that is the results from it. No, that's not rejecting your uterus. I think, look, this is we spend a lot of time in these movies where we have this idea that motherhood makes you soft or makes you more focused on your family and focused on your child. And it changes your perspective about your ambitions and your wants and your needs. And that's a fricking lie. It's a lie.
0: Yeah, but this took it to the extreme of those.
1: It really doesn't. And that's (laughs) the point. It really doesn't. Women used to do some weird shit in the 60s, 70s and the 50s when there were a lot more overt restrictions on how they could move until they were widows. So it's really not taking it to that extreme. And I think that's a part of what bothers people and what they don't like. It is unapologetic about the ways that it describes these women uh, it's and it makes
0: super extreme what one character tries to do to make sure nobody has any control over that character that that it, it's super extreme really yeah it's i i would i would claim it is you think very extreme yeah okay
1: well maybe it's extreme but it's not unusual is that a better way for me that's to say that's not it? good i
0: hope that i didn't I say it was good not, i just said I it's not unusual something that routinely is ordered like a McDonald's Whopper with like a like a Burger King Whopper with cheese. Like, hey, hey, Hold remember no, the thing God. I asked you to do? No. We, no. We need,
1: no. I'll tell you right now, it's not as unusual or as uh uncalled for or as surprising. A significant number of some of the laws that exists around certain parts of life that control women exist because it's not that unusual. Now, mm. farming it out might be <sighs> yeah um but the thing that we are saying but not saying itself not as unusual as people want to make it and that's a big part of the point point. one of the reasons why that extreme exists and happens is because of the other control mechanisms on what a woman's supposed to feel and what it's supposed to mean and how she's supposed to act it's the same way that i actually appreciated the semi- we became a band of thieves, all dogs go to heaven, and then they didn't make it some downtrodden.
0: They were a really, really successful crew, y'all. And when you see the stuff that they get up to, it's great. I mean, that that's fine. I just don't think that Disney, I think what you're saying is not necessarily about the representation of women and like things, people trying to control their uteruses and whatnot. I don't think Disney represented that very well if that's what you're saying with the villain, this character and the men around her, because she is she is literally referred to as a narcissist in a mm-hmm. scene that shows her being a fucking narcissist, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so the whole. I don't I, I, if I'm supposed to feel bad, which you absolutely should feel bad about the positions that women been put in over time. You're not supposed to, to feel bad. Control. Right. OK, so if you're not supposed to feel bad, then like the understanding of this is a super extreme. is not far fetched because it ver- it's very extreme in this case, the way it's represented by Disney, because these aren't there aren't like men holding her back. They literally present her as being one of the most evil people ever.
1: Right. But okay, why do you need to see some physical manifestation of a woman being held back in order for you to then see a woman who is an unmitigated bitch? Because because
0: because as a dude, when I hear when I see dudes going to see something like this and what is asked to be done and the men ended up the, the men either being berated, it literally into dust or making the right decision. It 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 it, oh, it leaves open a door for men who are already sexist, chauvinistic, and trash to then look at that scene and go, "See, dog bitches be crazy." And I'm like, mm, "Okay,
1: right." But see, that's part of the problem that we have is you don't ever get any of these portrayals, and you don't ever get any of the ones with the juxtaposition of the self realization of you know what might be a step and a step too far. Might need to rethink about this. Might might need to see whether or not I want to put the brakes on it or if I want to go about this another way. Or if there's anybody in my life who is going to look at me and say, do you really want to go that far? Do you really want to do that thing? Is that really how we're going to do this? When you get to a point where no one is doing any of that. Yeah. So I personally feel like to a certain extent, they did a little bit of tropes reversion because they split some of the expected characteristics and behaviors from what you anticipate from the version of Carrillo 101 dalmatians cruella that you get and they put them in the baroness Mm -hmm. and then they took some of the other uh, they took a significant amount of those elements and adulterated them down and gave them to as estella yeah and then they said go and that's what i meant by the whole nature versus nurture and certain amount of trope subversion And that's, I think, is a very good way to do it. If you want to create an origin story, if you want to create a villain origin story, you kind of have to give us a mirror. You kind of have to give us something to juxtapose it against so we have a better understanding of uh, the throwback version of what we're supposed to get and what's the dangers and the edges that person has to deal with. And I think that's why I enjoyed this story. I still got all of the unmitigated horridness Mm -hmm of the anticipatory Cruella from the the original story but I got it in a way that allowed me to kind of laugh um, get a kind of a foil for uh, different aspects of that personality type and that characteristics and I got it in such a way that it's actually truly for one of the few times presented as a personality type and the choices that type of cracked out person makes and we don't usually get that very much, and I really enjoyed that. But mostly, I just really enjoyed the entire punk camp a- aesthetic of how they told this story. I'm not think gonna that's lie.
0: the, that's the if you, I, I, I mean, we could sit here and go back and forth all day because ultimately they created a character with redeeming qualities who is going to fall victim to her innate fate passed down. Like it, you can't escape <laughs> destiny or a dead she's gonna whatever you want to call it. Yeah,
1: she's going. She's gonna fall you know, victim. So
0: like all that redeeming shit is kind of for naught In the end if we if we, since we already know what the end of the story is. We just haven't seen it. Um, yeah but, the but I mean ultimately
1: at the end of the day power corrupts. And if you don't have anybody who's in a position to kind of check you absolute power at least in your own work can corrupt you absolutely.
0: This is all I'm saying. If you try to tell me that without remorse is the Origins is not the origin story, but possibly semi origin story of Killmonger. I'm gonna look at you and be like, But we already know what happens in the end with this nigga, right? We already know what he becomes despite any redeeming quality that might have been thrown at us at this midpoint.
1: Yeah, but that's not the that's not whose origin story you watched in without remorse. So it's fine. Uh,
0: I I know who's Who's it supposed to be. I'm just saying, if somebody tried to play that up, I'd be like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd be ready to fight. I'd, I'd be ready to fight them on that, too. I'd be I will I will fight you with them. But I just one, I think people are like going real hard in the paint for a movie that's just not that serious. Um, Two, I think because people felt like this needed to be something other than it was. In the in the sense of a live action dramedy, they missed a lot of the fun and a lot of the reasons for why you go with a punk in a camp aesthetic. And um, but I I think a lot of people I think more people are going to like this movie than anticipated, but they're not going to be able to articulate why they like it.
0: I don't I don't know if that's the case. I think that there I don't think people. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, I don't think people spend much time in general being able to pontificate on why they actually like the film, other than I enjoyed it. It was fun. I was mm-hmm. entertained. It's very <laughs> basic review shit that comes from your general audience, like literally your general purpose audience. There to fill up seats, eat popcorn and actually watch the goddamn movie. Right. Fair. Those people don't and, yeah give it they don't give it a real critical eye. It's why shit like Mortal Kombat is get is able to get a full fucking pass. On a streaming service, because if it was actually a critical eye laid upon the shit that you just sat and watched on screen, you would not have been so. I don't happy. understand how that movie has any kind of positive. It's because me. you do watch it with a critical eye. I don't think a lot of people generally even walk when, into films. Look, like, even when I'm
1: critical. now watching something with a critical eye, a hugely obnoxious, bigoted, racist rant in the middle at the end of which the mediocre white man is rewarded with powers, kind of sticks out to but me. But
0: that's not—they're not paying attention to that either. They're just paying attention to the fact that he said something cool at the end of it and use uses powers like that is, what they're there okay. for is just very basic and i understand that so what people Fair are enough. here for is to watch cruella become cruella and as long as cruella becomes cruella they're gonna be good the fact that yeah. like the last live action we had with a villain the uh angelina joe we had the sleeping beauty one uh maleficent what, maleficent yeah like completely just switches up maleficent shit from what you remember because they just wanted to continue to do movies with that character people didn't care anymore what i cared and i was mad
1: ruin a perfectly good opportunity to give me a story about flying beings to tell me about a fucking wedding just because we didn't get one in the first movie
0: yeah people didn't care so ultimately i think people who want to see a film about cruella who wish to see a film about cruella who want a good film about cruella I think this is a good film about Cruella. I honestly think the Rotten Tomatoes rating of 7 out of 10 generally amongst all critics, it works for this film. And pretty much that's where I'm at with it. I I think it's a 7 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's getting a 7.5 for me because I really like the 60s and 70s soundtrack that they picked. And I thought they blended it really well in with Nick Bertel and VA's score. Yep. So that gets an extra half a point for me. And I'm not going to lie, man. It's because I I'm the majority of my score is because it is just stylish. It's-
0: That's it. For me, it's not the story. I could care less Mm-mm. about the story. They're like the major points. Fine. But if it was not stylized the way that it is and if it did it not have work. the music that it had. <laughs> Putting this in the fashion world was perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't have been here for it if it hadn't done that. So. No. kudos they to have a for going whole last character
1: from, from walking writing. around with a true ziggy stardust aesthetic and that shit plays
0: yeah so all right and i think parents are going to have a lot of fun with this which more fun with this than their kids are that they take to go see it i think that was disney's intent
1: yeah this is not this is not a little kid movie this is not this they literally are making a live action origin story for a villain please keep that in mind if your kid is younger than 13 they need to be seriously dark and twisty or you know, be ready for that conversation. I mean, take your little dark and twisty goth children to see this movie. You'll be fine. It's their yep. movie. It's for them. All right, y'all.
0: It's yeah, that's Cruella, uh, Disney's new live action film. is going to be in theaters the 28th. So you can go see it or you can watch it on Disney Premiere. Disney Plus Premiere, is that what it's called? Premium? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the premiere
1: access level for Disney Plus. Sure, if you're you doing that, then Cruella will be available. As of the 28th, otherwise, for those of you who are now going to movie theaters, hopefully early in the morning when everybody else is at work and you work from home, and you could just run away from your desk. May 28th.
0: Yeah. All right, y'all. And uh, we'll be back next time to review probably not Fast 9 since we're not getting a link. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what to tell you. Don't right. even get me started, man. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll let y'all know when it is what it is. Till then, we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.